Dear student, thanks for joining us today as we talk with you about the most important tips and practices for your success in school and life. If this is your first time joining us, we're your hosts. I'm John. And I'm Brad. And you can go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Dear Student Podcast, where we have special content just for you. And connect with us on LinkedIn. In this episode, we're going to be talking to the one and only Scott Matthew. We're super excited to have him. He does a lot of leadership coaching. I met him at Snow College a few years ago. Super awesome. Go Badgers. We love the stuff that we're about to talk about. And he is an author. He's done keynote speaking. And his main thing that he does is he takes corporate training and development material and he's narrowed it down to a science and he delivers it specifically to students. And he's going to explain more about that in this awesome interview that we had with him. So without any further ado, let's jump into it. Let's do it. All right, guys, just by way of introduction, we're so excited to have our guest on today, Scott Matthew. It's uh, good to have you, man. Thank you so much. What's up? What's up, leaders out there? I am super pumped to be on the Dear Student Podcast. I, I can't wait for us to get into this. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, we can't wait either. Uh, so Scott Matthew and I, just I guess a little bit of history, how we know each other. We were at Snow College at the same time. He was an advisor while I was a student. We actually went to a conference together, Boulder, Colorado. I think that's the first time I had a, a conversation with him and, and got to see how much we had in common when it comes to just ideas about leadership and the value of it and, and things like that. And then, um, yeah, shortly after he, uh, he went down to Dixie state, he teaches a few classes down there. He's heavily involved in leadership programs. Yeah. And, and Scott and I, a little bit of our history, <laughs> we go back about 10 minutes <laughs> and it has been a sweet relationship. We're really yeah. glad to have you. Just... Nothing better than that one right there. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. So is there anything, I guess you, you, Anything that you want to say about yourself before we, we get started talking about different things? Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys and, and what you do. And yeah, my uh, just to add to what you said, like kind of overall, anything, I've had a lot of jobs. I've had a lot of different like job titles that have never really probably made sense to other people when they're like, Scott, what do you do? And I'll tell them and they're like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And, but to simply put it, I would say like my overall mission is to bring executive level leadership coaching. So like the stuff that CEOs and big time, big time companies will pay a lot of money for. I want to take executive level leadership coaching and I want to give it to students. And so that that's been my lifelong mission so far and something I don't plan on stop doing anytime soon. Uh, for any high school and college age students, that's kind of my main group that I work with. Um, but I mean, every, everything else that I do has an impact to come to that. So that's simply put, that's what I'm trying to make happen. That's way cool, That man. is super cool. Yeah, I like that. So I guess where did all of that originate? I mean, you said that, yeah, you've had a lot of different job titles and whatnot. When did you come to the realization that this was your place? That's a great question. I think uh, early on uh, in my career, I'm working at Snow College there in that full-time position. That was actually my first full-time. That was my first, my first real job, you know, my first grown-up job. <laughs> grown-up and, job uh, yeah. <laughs> and that is where, like, I loved it. It just really clicked for me of, like, being able to help students, like, perform at their best. Before that time, my life had been centered around athletics. I was a student oh, okay. at Snow College before I worked there. I actually played football at Snow College. That's what took awesome. me there. And eventually, it was time to hang the cleats up. And that same ambition and drive of 
me wanting to be, be, be the best that I could, helping teammates and that kind of thing. Just like, how else can I apply this? And it turned into a role of like, well, come work full time and work with the student leaders on the campus and help them figure out what kind of leader they want to be and help them grow in that way. And so I dove right into that. But there were so many, and this is true for any job, but there were so many other parts of the job that would pull me away from the leadership training part. Like I wanted to host like a little workshop once a month for my student leaders or like send out like a little email newsletter with some tips and stuff. And there were just so many other parts of my job pulling me away from it. So I started Googling. I started looking around of like, okay, where can I find a blog geared for snow for, for college students or a YouTube channel or something. And I could find the general like Tony Robbins stuff and that kind of thing, but nothing like specifically for students. And it kind of just clicked for me of like, all right, I guess I'll do it. And so then I started my own journey of an Instagram and a blog. And then that just grew and grew and grew to a lot of what I'm doing now. So I would say that's kind of the moment where it clicked. It was just kind of, I saw a need and like felt so much passion of like, I got to do this. I got to fill this need. And the rest has been history. Yeah. Creating his own experience. That's awesome. And we talk about that all the time, creating your own experience, not relying on other people or different like systems or institutions, but you see something and being able to go out and, and conjure up this idea, turn it into a, a reality. So I mean, we're all that about that. Amazing. That's sure. very cool. So I, I'm just curious, a question that came to my mind when you were talking about executive, taking executive leadership trainings to the students, what's the value that makes you want to uh, talk about that kind of content? And then also what's the value of being able to apply it as a student while you're still in college? For sure. I think uh, there's, there's definite value in it. Uh, one, the, the leadership development com- like industry has been around for a lot of years. Sure. And so there's some success that it's built on of like, okay, this stuff works. And so these executives keep, keep applying it and that kind of thing. But I've seen, and I'd, I'd say in two parts, that there's a big problem with the industry. One, the trickle-down effect. CEOs will go and take these consultants and get hired. And like, I've done it. I've gone to companies and done this too. But you see that it will stop the great leadership training or the culture or whatever. It will stop somewhere down the chain and it won't ever get all the way through the company because they're too, too far removed from it. They didn't attend the training. They didn't, you know, they're not a direct report from the person that did attend the training and eventually it fizzles out. And so that's a part that we miss. And then the other thing that I, I really hold, hold true is the fact that success loves speed. And so as students, the faster you can apply the leadership training, the faster you can become like with that mindset of like being your best, treating other people right, work hard and be nice, then you can be able to get that success faster and you don't need it later because you're already doing it. So I think that's been like the big motivation of like, we got to take what those executives are getting on big time and give it to students right now so they can start making the impact sooner. That's brilliant. Yeah. I like the speed, the idea of speed. Cause I've, I've thought about that for sure. When I learned something and then I think about it a few weeks later, I'm like, like, Oh my gosh, like, did I just forget it? Has it gone? But, but that's cool. If you think about the concept of applying it really fast and learning it really quickly, then you don't have to think about, it just becomes a subconscious habit that you, that you take on. Yeah. And it almost made me think of the idea or the question where they say, well, if you knowing what you know now, what would you have done 10 years ago? And I think that's what you're doing. You're giving this information and these trainings that these, uh, these high up executives are getting and you're already getting a go on it with yeah. these students. And so I guess 
I, I've just got to ask because I don't even know where I would go grab this. <laughs> where do you even come up or, or grab this executive level training information from? That's that's a really good question because I at the start, like I said, I would find these other resources like the Tony Robbins stuff and other yeah. things, and it introduced me into this world of like big time executive coaching. There's there's guys uh, like the names like Patrick Lencioni, who's the ideal team player, mm-hmm. the five dysfunctions of a team, like that kind of stuff. I started diving into, and then I also chose that to be my path for my degrees. Um, something that isn't super well known, like when I started my career full time at Snow College, I was still a student. I kind of snuck in and like, just purely because like before I had my bachelor's degree, before I had my master's degree, which when we were working in higher education is not typical, but just through my own way, I was able to kind of get in there. And so I chose to create my own experience, like you guys are saying, and I went the route of psychology. And so every moment, even though there was general classes, even though there was general stuff and they're talking about other things, I was applying it directly to how does this principle of psychology or this theory apply to leadership and creating that in a, in a lot of ways myself. And so that went on to, I went to the university of Southern California to get my master's degree in applied performance psychology. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of it came from too. So there's a lot of theory in there. There's a lot of the practical side in there. And I feel like I was just doing both at the same time, which just had this great marriage of then yeah. being able to be very applicable for students. When you started to develop your own brand, how did you feel like that practice of, uh, implementing the things that you were learning and thinking about them in the context of the stuff that you were passionate about. How do you feel like that benefited you in the long run? Well, when I, when I had things, I think that's a really good question because when I had something to directly apply whatever I was learning to, mm-hmm. man, I was able to learn it. I feel like so much deeper, like working like at the college where I was advising students and then I was going to class and learning about cer- certain things or communication practices and stuff. And I immediately had people to apply it with. And something that I talk to students about is like, if you go to your interpersonal communication class or your public speaking class or whatever, how can you draw that connection from the classroom to your today, to your present? And like, oh, practice that with your roommates. Practice that for that class where you have to give a presentation. And sometimes students get that quickly, but a lot just compartmentalize their classes and they don't draw those connections. And I feel like you miss out on really valuable learning opportunities. So just by constantly drawing connections as much as I could, I felt like my, I was able to learn it so much deeper and remember it so much more as well. Nice. That is very, yeah, yeah, and that totally true. makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Because I mean, sense. we talk about a lot in school with experiential learning, but I think the hardest part about the experiential learning is actually finding a meaningful project yeah. for the theoretical stuff we talk about in class to make sense. We talk about other people's experiential learning experiences <laughs> that this person did this one experiment and this is how they, they found it out. And yeah. Okay. That's awesome. But what about me? Like, how, do, how does this make sense in my field? I'm not going to become a Nobel um, w- award winner of one of the sciences, but as you were saying, like you're not even really in psychology, you're now into leadership and, and training and development, but you're able to find a direct application from those things into your professional life. So what would be a couple examples of these corporate training tips and, uh, and practices and, and whatnot that you share with students? Ooh, yeah. One or two things that they need to work on to learn quick and learn now. Very cool. That's, that's a good question. Let's, let's get at it. Um, I would say, let me think, like two different key areas I think that I would say. The first is we use a tool we call the leadership core. 
And so kind of like in, in athletics and fitness, like you have your core where all of your power comes from, right? Like your abs. But as a leader, there's a core. And that has three pieces that we say it's IQ, PQ, and EQ. And so your IQ is the skill set, your, your skill aware. So, I mean, you're learning in your degree, engineering skills, nursing skills, whatever that is, right? And so you should always have a goal of something you're trying to learn or aspire towards in your IQ area. But then extend it further because that's not all that matters. We know that when you get out into the career field, yes, you can be the smartest person in the room, but if you're a jerk, your progress in your career is going to be very slow because yeah. you're not treating people well. So there's other, the other two pieces on that. Your PQ, um, your self-awareness. How self-aware are you? Often I use the visual of like, what's the broccoli in your teeth as a leader that makes <laughs> other people, like that makes other people feel like nervous around you or like, like kind of a little like, oh, what's, what's going on with this person? Yeah. Um, what's that for yourself? How aware are you in that? And then the EQ is, is just being others aware, like emotional intelligence, being able to connect with people, inspire them, motivate them, critique them, communicate with them, all of that. And so every student I work with, whether it's in my coaching program or at, at the university that I teach and stuff, it's focused on at all times you have a goal for each of those three areas, something you're trying to learn, some way you're trying to connect better with others and something you're trying to learn or, or grow about yourself. And so that would be the first one is the core. The second thing that I would say about students is just learning, and this is a little bit of expanding the EQ side, but just learning the dynamic of people. And I, the, the easy answer for that is like you learn about like different personality assessments, right? Like Myers-Briggs or the colors, like there's a lot sure. out there. And in the psychology yeah. world, we actually, we, the psychology world has some big beef with all that stuff because it's, <laughs> uh, a lot of people will say it doesn't mean anything. It's worthless because uh -huh. you take this assessment, you get a label or a jumble of letters or a color, and then what? And I say exactly. I say then what? You apply it to the people that you're working with and mm. to yourself. And so many times you'll take these personality things and it just stops with your results. You don't do anything about it. Right, so if instead you take that and you create a language around it, you help, you help reinforce it and identify it in yourself and in others, then that's where things happen. So we use a tool called the five voices, uh, which expands off Myers-Briggs a little bit. And it's something that is so beneficial and helps create a lifestyle of leadership and a language of leadership for everyone to be able to combine together and grow together and then lead together. And so between the core and figuring out like personalities and, and actually actively using it, those would be the two big things that I would just encourage all students to try and do. Uh, oh, that makes so yeah. much sense. With the personality test, you people, <laughs> yeah. what's your personality yeah. type? It's like, oh, I'm an ENFP. Oh, me too. High five. And it's like, go oh, hang out and do ENFP yeah, sort of things together. Ends, yeah. You know, exactly. So we extend that world. And yeah, we extend that to say like, okay, how do you liberate? And that's the term we use, but like, how do you really empower each different voice? Right. We said we use five voices. So each of those five, how do you empower those voices? What are the weapon systems or the defense mechanisms of those voices? So instead, yeah. when you say I'm an ENFP, then I know like, okay, that means I need to work with you in this little bit of a way. If it never takes that second step, it's as meaningless as a jumble of letters. Like there's no real. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm just curious as you talk about this stuff, cause I feel like action is always something that people struggle a lot with. They're like, Oh, like finding the motivation or whatever to take action. What are some tactics that you implement when you're working with students to help them take the step that empowers them to take action instead of just letting it sit there in their mind? 
I love that you're asking that because I, I, I hammer that in all of the things that I teach. Like the applied aspect is just so important to me. I'd say there's two different things that I focus on. One at the start of trainings, or if I'm doing a keynote or whatever, I always tell them we've got three words that we have to accomplish three things. It's no do repeat. And so, yes, you're going to know it's like all the books on my bookshelf. Like you got to learn it first, but what are you going to do about it? And then how are you going to repeat it? And so that's the first model of that is like just having it in your mind. And I always tell people like, I'm not that cool. Like just hearing it from come out of my mouth is not going to change your life. You taking ownership and control and doing something about it, that's going to change your life once. But if you repeat it, it's going to change your future. And so that's what we talk about with no do repeat. And then, so that's part one. Part two is I would, I ask questions when we really get into it and I say, you got to create an action plan. And so let me tell you what that means. If say we did a workshop of personal organization or whatever, and you were feeling motivated, how are you going to translate that motivation to action, create an action plan by asking yourself these questions. What do you have to start doing to be better at that? Whatever you're motivated by, what do you have to start doing to, to make it happen? Let's follow that up with. What do you have to stop doing to make that happen? Often we've all got 24 hours in the day and we fill it with something. It could be Mm -hmm. playing among us, listening to an awesome podcast like the Dear Student Podcast (laughs) or a billion other things, right? We all do something. So if you're going to start something new, you have to stop something. So there's a trade-off. Or it could be like you're just trying to develop a habit, stop a bad habit, et cetera. The third question is, what do you have to continue doing, right? Because do will change your life once, repeat will change your future. And so we have to, we have to continue doing something. And then how will you measure your progress? If some random person, if John was to walk up to me and say, Hey, I know you were trying to be better organized. Are you, how will you be able to prove that you say yes? And if you can figure that out for yourself, what you start, stop, continue and measure, then you have an action plan to follow to actually see results. And so those are, those are the two main things that I try to actually help students apply whatever they're motivated to do so that they can actually see the results.